Jay Kenneth Blackwell. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. Hey, Reverend. How you doing? I am doing fantastically well, my friend. I'm so glad that you are on with us. Kenneth, tell us about what you are doing now with the new organization that is launching out into the deep. Talk to us. Well, look, we're right in the middle of the fight. The uh, American Constitutional Rights Union's policy board and its action uh, board are in the middle of this fight uh, to save our constitutional republic and to save American exceptionalism because uh, Senate Bill 1 or S1, as it is known, uh, we call it the Corrupt Politicians Act, uh, is a direct threat to American exceptionalism. It is not just piercing uh, election integrity. Uh, it, in fact, is, is designed to move us towards a one-party uh, controlled government that is highly centralized uh, and very muscular. And as you, as you know, uh, CL, uh, and, and, and it goes back to what Aristotle said. He said there is a direct relationship between the organized power of the state and individual liberty. The more powerful and muscular the, the state, the less, the less liberty. You know that this is legislation geared to make the federal government very muscular and it puts at risk our liberty and all you have to do is to go to the agenda of organizations like black lives matter and it tells you that this is more than about elections this is about the destruction of the nuclear family it's about chasing god and faith out of the public square and as i always have said to you that second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence summed it up for us. It talks about self-evident truths. My dad used to say that this means any knucklehead should be able to understand this. That our fundamental human rights are not grants from government. They're gifts from God. There's not a government on the earth that can give us our human rights. It can only protect it. That's the struggle that we're in because the left now is trying to build a very muscular central government that one party controls and it puts at risk our liberty amen to that now ken when we talk about american exceptionalism would you expound on what that means i do believe that in our nation now there is a lack of understanding of what a unique nation is at stake when we well, just, 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 put at risk just, just, just think about it just think about it we, our, our country is now 200, this year, 245 years old. In 245 years, we have become the most diverse, the most democratically governed nation in all of human history. We've become the most prosperous government. That doesn't mean that we have been perfect. You know, as Lincoln said, we're not a perfect union, but we're a perfectible union. And as Martin Luther King and others have proven, that when great nations are not the products of great governments, they're the products of good people doing great things together, moving the nation in the right direction. And for 245 years, we've been moving in the right direction. That is why we have become the shining city on the hill. That's why so many people, you know, disregard our, our, our legal borders and, and, and crash to get into this country. Because one, 
we are one of the freest, if not the freest country in the world. And secondly, we are very prosperous uh, and we respect individual liberty because we know who gave us that liberty and it wasn't the federal government. Absolutely. Ken Blackwell is my uh, special guest uh, here in these next uh, couple of segments. Uh, uh, I want to ask you then or uh, what you said about uh, our union being wasn't perfect. Our, Our founders knew that it wasn't perfect. Ken, they said in order to form a more perfect union, more perfect than it was. And, and that's a continual uh, thing, folks. We're, we're constantly trying to do that, but there are forces trying to take it down. Ken, when we look at the chaos and the rules of radicals, rules for radicals, that certainly have been uh, pushed by Alinsky and others, is, are we seeing that being played out in real time on American streets right now. Speak to us about how the Constitution may be taken down. Look, just, just, just think about it. Dr. King wrote a book, and it talked about a choice, community or chaos. If you look at the very basic word of community, it is the coming together of disparate parts you know, unity does not mean uniformity. So that means that we are different, but we have common values of decency, and there is a moral framework that governs how we live. And in this country, the rule of law has been paramount to making sure uh, that there is order in our lives, safety on our streets. You start taking God and faith out of the public square, you start talking about, you know, defunding the police. And one of the things that I know as a former mayor, that if, in fact, you want to see capital flee your city, if you want to see people who are what I call net taxpayers, uh, meaning that they, in fact, pay more in taxes than they demand in service, if you want to start seeing those people leave, leaving our cities poor, uh, leaving our cities more worn in terms of infrastructure, all you have to do is make cities unsafe. And that is why the left, the anarchists, have chosen anarchy and chaos. And it's, it's a direct threat to the building of the sort of community that our founders understood that we needed. Uh, and, and look, see, uh, you and I know this. The family is the incubator of liberty. And if you have folks on the left who are saying that one of their objectives is to destroy the nuclear family, they're talking about destroying the incubator of liberty. And if they destroy the incubator of liberty, what do they do? They build dependency. Wow. And when they build dependency, we stop being free citizens and we become humanoids. Wow. Ken Blackwell's my special guest. You know, Ken, my father always told me, vote your pocketbook. Regardless of what the candidate or whoever or the party, regardless of what they look like, son, vote your pocketbook. Ken, my question to you is this. What has made us, uh, speaking of black people in particular, even though and we have to speak in colors here in this country, but that's the way it is. For the sake of conversation, why is it that black people have had an unhealthy relationship with their own pocketbooks in their voting styles and the way we have voted over uh, a 60-year period of time, uh, possibly that long. Talk to us about that. Well, you know, you know, 
one of the things that we've done, once you, when, when you become more and more dependent on government, you, li- you lose your risk orientation. You know, the great baseball player uh, of the American Negro Baseball League, Satchel Paige, once said, you know, it is very difficult to steal second base if you want to keep one foot on first base. Well, that means that life is about a risk orientation, taking reasonable risks to be free. If what you want is comfort and dependency, you, in fact, will surrender your individual liberty and your initiative. If, in fact, what you want is to be free, you take the risk of freedom. That means that you engage in struggle. Frederick Douglass said it best. He said, those who are whooped easiest are whooped most often. Amen. Amen to that. And friends, you had better believe it. And if there's one thing that the the liberals have found out about you is that you will take a beating without saying a word about it. And so my special guest is uh, Ken Blackwell here in this segment. I'm really grateful to have him on board with us. Ken, before we go any further, tell everybody how to get a hold of you, how to engage with you, how to bring you to where they are if they're so inclined, how to help the organization to preserve our Constitution. Talk to us. Well, you can go to uh, VC. The, the acru.org to find out about our organization, about our efforts. Uh, you can you can just go to my Facebook page, my public page, uh, Ken Blackwell, uh, and then uh, at Ohio Blackwell is my uh, my uh, Twitter uh, my Twitter handle. So, uh, and I, I write regularly for 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 Town Hall. Uh, and and I also uh, do a lot of work for the Family Research Council, uh, and so those, those are these organizations, you know, have something in common. Uh, they respect uh, the Constitution uh, because it is it, it places a harness on the growth uh, and muscular uh, power of, of centralized government. It decentralizes that governmental power, uh, but it puts an emphasis on individual liberty there's a there's a concept called subsidiarity which means that government that 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 governs best is the government that's the smallest unit and closest to you that's why in our election systems you know we have precincts because one that's the way that you can verify that people are who they say they are and two that is a way that you can make sure that there's a tight grip on the chain of custody of people's important ballots. And so uh, you can find out about me. But, you know, the other thing is we, you and I, understand about building coalitions. Uh, and so I do a lot of work with Freedom's Work. I do, a, I do a lot of work with Heritage Action. And we're all in this together. We understand how to be force multipliers for for one another and that's what we have to do we have to be engaged because thomas Paine said it dl he said those who expect to weep the blessings of freedom must undergo the fatigue of supporting it absolutely absolutely ken blackwell and you know what uh it's an old saying 
that goes around, floats around our uh, home office there in D.C. at Freedom Works. Uh, we don't really care who gets the credit as long as the job gets done. That is that, that that's the philosophy that that we have. And uh, Ken, you know, you you were talking about uh, risk taking and and so forth. And by the way, we're going to do our next film here real soon. We tried, we wanted to get you in Runaway Slave, but but uh, scheduling was wrong. But we're going to get you're going to you're going to be in our next film uh, that we're that we're coming up that we're coming out with. And uh, but you bank talked about you t- bank on it. You know, thank you, sir. Uh, you, you talked about uh, risk taking, taking risk. And you know, I know that uh, most of us who are conservative uh, businessmen know that it takes risk. You, you have to you'd spend something, you have to risk something in order to get the reward. You should have the reward. America is a place where you can do that. But now, where where is where is that being? Is that being bled out, or is that being uh, weaned out of our young people's mind? Is there more of an entitlement type of of? They're not getting their own stuff. They want our stuff, Ken. Talk talk to him, talk yeah, to us about that. Yeah, and, and that's that's the, 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 the sort of breathing of dependency. And when my dad came back from World War II, uh, he came back to a to a city, Cincinnati, that was still had vestiges of segregation. So we lived in a public housing community, you know, for the early part of my my, my childhood. Uh, but you know, back then we had what it was called relief. You know, it, relief was temporary. You know, it it, it 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 helped you in a moment. It was a bridge through a tough moment, uh, but you 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 were still uh, an architect and, and a participant in your own upliftment. That rapidly moved towards uh, the growth and depth of the welfare state, and all of a sudden, as opposed to having a risk orientation, there was this. This, this growing dependency that has trans, uh, you know, transitioned into an expectation that you can get something for nothing because it is owed to you. Wow! And and that's an attitude uh, for for slavery uh, and for being just nothing more than a humanoid. Wow. You know, my father, too, was a World War II vet, uh, Italy, North Africa, uh, was uh, was uh, where his tours led him uh, back then. And when he came home, like like your father, uh, he didn't meet the, the America that he wanted it to be, but it became that for him because he participated in making it that way. He began. He built. Eventually, he came out of the the public housing like your like your dad did, and he and he built his own home when most of us lived in shotgun houses or down on the farm. He he was enterprising. Didn't have much education, but he took opportunity where opportunity was available. Ken, is that still the same opportunity available? Is being is being taught to us talk to our children at least our grandchildren that the opportunity's gone in America when they've never experienced what that was about talk to us and that, that's 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 not true uh, you know that's that, that is the mindset uh, that 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 this big socialist oriented government wants you to, to believe you know I think it starts with a, a fundamental understanding that, I, let me just give you an example. I had a great uncle. His name was, uh, he was my mother's uncle, so he was my great uncle, but he was also a great man. He was the first 
black American to win an Olympic gold medal in a track and field event. Wow. Uh, and that, that was in 1924. His name wow. was D. Hart Hubbard. His name was D. Hart Hubbard. He set the world record in the in the, in the uh, uh, long jump, but he was supposed to run against Eric Little of Chariots of Fire fame uh, in the 100-yard dash. But when he got to Paris, he was told that the 100 and the high hurdles, which is also quite a Ken, save that story. Save that story right there. Save that story. I'm coming up on a heartbreak, Ken. Save that story. I don't want to. I want you to re, re, reset that. I want it told, and I want it told with time to tell. I'm on with Ken Blackwell. I'm C.L. Bryant. We'll be back with more of the C.L. Bryant Show coming to you live over Red State, the talk monster, the largest talk platform in the nation, Red State Talk. Uh, Hey, greatest nation on the face of the planet, greatest success story the world has ever known. You thought I was worth saving, so you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping, so you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL throughout the fruited plains and around the globe over the talk monster red state. Talk. C.L. Bryant show comes to you live. We're not live every day. Sometimes I'm not here, but we're on every day, daily from 12.05 until 2 p.m. Eastern every day. And so thank you for coming along, making a show as popular as it has become. And uh, be sure to go to FreedomWorks, freedomworks.org. Become a part of one of the largest grassroots organizations in the nation, building, educating, mobilizing, and uh the largest grassroots roots, um, organization in uh, the country. Coming up, John Tamney, one of our economic advisors there. And, in fact, he is our policy advisor on economics there at uh, FreedomWorks. He'll be joining us. But right now, I have on with me a fascinating, fascinating uh, interview that we have been doing with uh, Ken Blackwell and Michelle. we got to put him in the regular rotation, have him on regular. Ken, I've been blessed by what you've been able to tell us. You were sharing with us, though, the story of a great uncle, and I want every—I don't want anyone to miss the the point to this story. Go ahead and talk to us, Ken Blackwell. My uncle D. Hart Hubbard again was the first Black American to win an Olympic gold medal. Uh, he did it in 1924 games, but when he got to Paris, he had qualified for three events: the hundred, the high hurdles, and the long jump. Uh, he was told that the high hurdles and the hundred. Uh, were white-only events, and he was he was to run 
against Eric Little of Chariots of Fire fame. And they had a transatlantic debate as to who was the fastest in the world. Uh, he set the world record in the long jump. When he came back home, he told my mom's generation that God had blessed him. Because even though he didn't get to compete against Eric, he watched, he witnessed Eric choose not to run in the final because it fell on the Sabbath. And he, in fact, said God's lesson to him was greater than a gold medal in the 100-yard dash. It was the importance of fidelity to faith. He then came back to Cincinnati. He had graduated top 10% of his class at the University of Michigan. He, in fact, uh, couldn't get a job but for just with the recreation department. He expanded not old baseball into, into uh, the black communities. He was one of the founders of the American Negro Baseball League. He created the Cincinnati Tigers. They had a relationship with the Cincinnati Reds. He left a legacy for me. I am now a shareholder of the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, and one, that is why I dedicated myself not as an echo, but as a distinct voice within the Major League Baseball community. And so I felt that it was imperative that I speak out against the bonehead move of the commissioner to take the All-Star game out of Atlanta, Georgia, over his misunderstanding, misinterpretation of the Georgian legislation that brought election integrity up several notches, making it easier to vote and harder to cheat. Uh, and I, I tell you that story because it talks about the intergenerational connection uh, and example that we set. You and I set the example for our children's generation and their children's generation. Amen. And you know the what, power Ken? of example is so important, and that's why I know that we're not going to lose our ability as a people to speak up and speak out and be architects of our own upliftment. You know, Ken, uh, you know, you bring it to mind. I have, I have uh, three daughters and a son. I was speaking to my son uh, yesterday. I'm so proud of the father and the husband that he has become. I'm so proud of that. And uh, I, I, I look forward to preserving an American climate for business where he, his children, my grandchildren, can actually enjoy the blessings of liberty that uh, you and I, coming from the humble beginnings that we became, that we came from, uh, to, to what this country has provided for us, regardless of our skin color. Is there anything that our skin color, Kenneth Blackwell, J. Kenneth Blackwell, is there anything now in 2021 America uh, Ken, that uh, you and I, having having seen what it was back in segregation, I'm 65, uh, uh, Ken. Now, I'm not telling nobody that. Uh, you know, I feel good, look good, and thank God for it. But is there anything that our, the color of our skin would be a, a, a block, a roadblock to for us at this point in time in America? Speak to us, Ken. No, I, you know, I, I, I really don't think that there's anything systemic. You know, do you still have knuckleheaded individual folks who are who are color uh, focused and racist yeah you know do you in fact uh, have an environment where individual initiative hard work and risk-taking can pay off I mean there's no guarantee of success 
But failure is just another opportunity to pick yourself up and go in a better direction. Uh, and so, I, I look, you, you can't become a prisoner of, of America's history past, it, where you, you get locked into thinking that, you know, we're still operating under the conditions uh, that our fathers and grandfathers and great-grandfathers and great-grandmothers operated under. That is just not true. You know, we, in fact, now are mayors of cities. We are governors and lieutenant governors and senators and Congress people. Yeah, the, the, the fact of the matter is it go, we've come a full circle. We are not a perfect nation. We are a perfectible nation. Uh, and we are the most opportunity-oriented nation on the face of the earth. That is why people are breaking down doors and illegally crossing our borders to get here. They sure are doing it, folks, and you better believe it. Ken, you could have had a professional football career, and it could have been with the Dallas Cowboys. Talk to us about <laughs> why that did not materialize. Now, that's my team. I got to tell you, I am a Cowboy fan. I got to tell you something else. Michelle and her husband are both Cowboy fans, so you're surrounded. <laughs> Talk to us about it. I love it. You know what? I had I had a, 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 a fleeting moment with the Cowboy organization but because I could not play linebacker and they made me play offensive guard and they hadn't outlawed um, head knocking at the time, there were people on the defensive side of the line that said, boy, you better preserve what little brains God has given you and find something else. <laughs> <laughs> and when I, when I tell people, this was 50 years ago, 50 years wow, ago. Wow, wow. Guess what? Guess what? Oh, well, yeah, how, no, much? how much? How much? How much? $13,500. Oh! <laughs> oh! 13500 I mean, $18,500 the third. Year. And you thought you were balling. You thought you were really balling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ken. Yeah. Ken, uh... I'm sure it was. Ken, I, I've asked everybody on this show, uh, uh, from Sean Hannity to uh, Judge Janine Pirro to uh, people who work uh, for the garbage industry and uh, help uh, do their part in making our city uh, clean. I've asked them this question, but I want to ask you because I think it's a very important question to put on the record. Uh, Ken, when we talk about legacy, when it is um, time for you to sort of step back and maybe not rock on the porch, but just sort of ponder the sunset with uh, whoever's significant in your life. When we talk about Ken Blackwell's legacy, what is it that you want to leave behind for us to talk about? What do you want us to say about you? You know, CL, there's a, a question asked in Psalms 11, verse 3. If the foundation be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? I want to be remembered as someone who took a stand for the foundation, not only of this nation, but of Christendom. Ken, that says it all. That says it all. For God, for country. That's, that says it all. Frank, Ken, thank you so much for being on with thank me. You. God bless and God keep you. We'll have you on again, believe me, real soon.